Thank you for joining us on this lovely afternoon. We are, my name is Zach Lyons. This is Mike Herndon with me here. And we are here to talk to you about the Monty Rice Draft Profile Pod. This is it. This is where things start to get a little bit hairy for some of the draft prospects that the Tennessee Titans have selected. This would be the first universally, I think, head-scratching move of a few that the Titans make in the 2021 draft. You know, let's first start this off. This is the first time we're actually going to be a little bit negative about the value of a player and its pick. This has nothing to do with the player itself or uh, for the most part. This just has to do with the strategy or draft value involved. We hope, me and Mike both hope, that every player hits on this draft, but that's not also not realistic. So we're trying to give you a realistic assessment of these players. So let's just jump right into it. Monty Rice, we trade back. You see the Tennessee Titans trade back to grab him. Why in the world would they take Monty Rice over, say, Nico Collins or Amari Rogers, who are both at positions of needs that have yet to be addressed in the NFL draft, and they are both players that are, are really, really, I mean, just good. Yeah, you know, the, the Rogers thing is interesting because, and I mentioned this on a piece at broadwaysportsmedia.com over the weekend, the Titans, it, typical when, when you trade back with a team, it is common practice for the team that you're trading with that's coming up to tell you who they're coming up for. Um, so the Titans likely would have been told by the Packers, we're coming up for Amari Rogers and, and obviously they still made the deal. So it's not like they were trading back and hoping or Amari Rogers was going to slide to them. They, they clearly just didn't have a huge grade on Amari Rogers. So, and that's fine. Um, you know, I liked Amari Rogers. They didn't for whatever reason. I, you know, who knows what, what that is. I'm a little surprised. Yeah. Nico Collins. Cause I know Teron Davenport had reported that they were interested in Nico Collins and, and had had some connection with, with Nico Collins throughout the pre-draft process. So I would have, I thought that was a, a, a legitimate option there. Um, but yeah, Rice was a, a surprise to me. Um, you know, it's not terrible value. I think most, most draft boards had him in the one hundreds, the low one hundreds, um, as far as overall prospects. So getting him at 92, isn't like a huge reach value wise, but, um, I think this is, I think this pick is a shot across for Sean Evans bow. And, you know, obviously they declined Evans fifth year option. Um, and that's, uh, you know, the, the statement, take with a grain of salt, the statement that clearly came from uh, Evan's agent, Drew Ro Rosenhaus, about the Titans wanting to assign him to an extension and all that. I, I kind of think that's not necessarily the whole truth. But Evans, you don't pick Evans in the third round, or you don't pick Rice in the third round if you're just – 100% sure Evans is the guy long-term like, cause they're, they're very similar players. This is very much like rice is very much a Mike linebacker in the Titans defense, uh, similar skill set to Evans. Even, I mean, like you look at the strengths and weaknesses, they're, they're almost the same player, uh, you know, size speed is good. Thumper downhill plays hard. Um, but you know, can get out of position can, can be uh, a liability in coverage, like though it's the exact same issue. So I think they went out and got, you know, a, a Rashawn Evans duplicate. Um, you know, you hope that maybe he ends up being better than Rashawn Evans has been, but 
you don't do that with a, a top 100 pick if you're planning to re-sign Rashawn Evans, I don't think, because um, you're certainly not going to play those two guys together. Like, that, that that's not an option. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting pick. Obviously, I think he'll help on special teams right away. I think that's a, a good fit for him. Um, but, you know, there's some people, and let's say this, there's some people out there that are fans of him. Brett Coleman, who's, who's you know, work and, and analysis I respect quite a bit, came out and said, you know, hey, he's a big fan of Monty Rice and he thinks Monty Rice is going to take Evans' job sooner rather than later. And, hey, if if Monty Rice can be better than Rashawn Evans right away and takes his job, good. That's that's great. The Titans have a value guy that they can play for, for several years on a rookie contract and they can move on from the Rashawn Evans experiment. But I don't know. It's, it's a little bit of a head scratcher here, um, but I think it's a clear shot at Rashawn Evans uh, by this team. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, you know, you talked about value because the people, a lot of people had him probably in the around later, right? That borderline fourth round. And we trade back, we grab him. But the way the draft was falling, the way that the draft ended up unfolding, we saw people like Dylan Moses and Charles Snowden go undrafted who were Snowden and Rice were probably on the same same level for the most part, maybe depending on where you look, but Dylan Moses was ranked considerably higher. And then you also see Tony Fields went off way later, who was also kind of around that rice Snowden range. Does that make you feel better or worse about the pick? Because again, granted people thought he was going to go in the fourth round, but the linebackers weren't really flying off the board in this whole draft. It just seemed like linebacker was a non-issue. Yeah. And, and that's kind of, um, you know, the, the other problem I have with it is Jabril Cox was also sitting there on the board when yeah. they took Monty Rice. And I, I liked Jabril, Jabril Cox quite a bit better uh, from a, a linebacker standpoint. I think he's much better in coverage, which I think is the far more valuable skill uh, for an inside linebacker to have. So, yeah, there are value issues within the position group itself, I think, in, in that Rice selection, even if you do, you know, think he's in that he's worth somewhere around a, a fourth round pick. Um, yeah. I, I think there, those, those are all valid points. I don't know why Dylan Moses didn't get drafted. That's, that's a bit of a surprise. I, you know, it makes you think there's probably something medical uh, or, or that's maybe what character off field with him, who knows, but um, yeah, I, medical is usually the reason these guys that, you know, you would think would have gone middle middle rounds end up going undrafted. It's usually something that came up on their medical profile. Okay. So let's, let's talk about the concerns that he couldn't keep a starting job. Now, whether this was because he just fell out of favor with the staff or whether it was because someone came along that was better. You're talking about a guy that's been there for a long time at Georgia who for all intents and purposes, was supposedly a really great leader and was even captain for a few games in 2020, but couldn't keep a starting job. His snap count per game went down considerably for a linebacker in the Georgia defense. Um, what about, or do you have concerns about that? Again, this is a third round pick when there was a player like, like we talked about, Nico Collins on the board, who did go to Senior Bowl. So you know that that was the theme, right? The theme with all these players is that they went to the Senior Bowl. So we know that the, the Tennessee Titans got to talk to Nico Collins at the Senior Bowl, Teron Davenport, talked about liking him. That, again, I will, much like the Dylan Radins pick with some fans, I will always say, look at Nico Collins and Amari Rogers and what they do compared to what Monty Rice does. 
again, I'm rooting for Monty Rice, but he couldn't even keep his starting job and his snap count high enough with a Georgia defense that was pretty good. So what do you make of that? Yeah, and, and that's that's a another issue too, right? Like, I mean, Georgia's defense, Georgia obviously has tons of talented kids on the roster. Like they're regularly a top, you know, two or three recruiting class kind of team at this point under under Kirby Smart. But you any guy that you're drafting, you don't want to see him losing snaps as a senior, um, you know, in his final year with the team. It's that's that's a red flag in itself. So yeah, I don't know what the story is behind that, whether there was an injury that he was dealing with, trying to play through, anything like that. There, there certainly could be some context that's missing there. But, um, yeah, it's it's unsettling as, you know, someone who's looking at the team and saying, all right, is this the best guy that you could have gotten with this pick when Georgia didn't even think he was necessarily always the best guy for the job uh, on their team? So it, it's – it certainly raises more questions there's a lot of questions with this pig. I and mean, this is one of the ones where it was just kind of, all right, that's surprising. Um, and we'll see, you know, they could end up being right. You know, who knows, but uh, it's just one of those picks where I'm, I'm scratching my head trying to figure out what their line of thinking was besides the fact that we're about to be out of the Rashawn Evans business and, and need to have someone on the roster that can replace him. So um, Do we and this goes in that goes into my next question. Sorry to cut you off, but we'll we'll end on this before we talk about uh, maybe a snap count prediction. But do you really need to replace Evans with a diet Rashawn Evans? I mean, okay, so he's faster. That just means he gets to the wrong hole or the wrong uh, wrong assignment quicker. I mean, I, I'm I don't get the understanding that they saw from the last year and a half the real Rashawn Evans for all intents and purposes and thought we need more of that on this team. Uh, he allowed 22 of 23 receptions thrown his way. So he's not a coverage linebacker, obviously, even though he has a speed to be there and make a tackle, you know, he has that speed. He still allows to catch. Right. And that's kind of important when you think about it. I mean, it's pretty right. important. Right. Um, so I, I'm with you. I'm left. I'm left with scratching my head. What have they seen? And we know that Jim Hazlitt loves Rashawn Evans, right? And for for whatever reason, he just praises him regardless. And now you're about to get that same thing for the next three or four years with Monty Rice. You hope that he's better, but what? I don't get it. Much like you, then there's no explanation other than they think that he's going to be a, the Rashawn Evans that everybody thought he was the rookie year and up until early or mid year last year. Yeah. And, and I mean, who knows they, you know, I know John Robinson said something in the uh, you know, when they, they showed the call that they had with, with Monty Rice. And he said, you know, I'll never forget the impression you made with us at, you know, during our meeting at the super senior bowl. So apparently whatever he said in, in that meeting was, was very impactful uh, for the Titans, uh, John Robinson and Mike Vrabel. So I, I don't know if they're overvaluing whatever that conversation was versus the, the tape and, and what the player brings on the field, or, you know, obviously there's, there's some sort of um, there's, there's, there's a reason like they, they're, they believe in the guy. Um, but it's just hard to it's hard to piece it all together without really knowing what their thought process that is there and what and what they know you know so yeah i i hope 
you know, he turns out to be something better than Rashawn Evans. But right now, I think that's kind of his his ceiling to me or, or you know, what, what you could reasonably expect is, is a Rashawn Evans 2.0. Now, let me ask you this and then end with your snap count percent prediction for the defense. How many what's the percentage of snaps that he plays ends up playing for this defense? But let me ask you this. Would we hate this pick less if Rashawn Evans wasn't picked in the first round? Like if you got the same Rashawn Evans career arc, but Rashawn Evans' value wasn't a first round pick and maybe he was a third round pick, would would this would we hate this pick a little bit less? That's that's a good point because it it does that does color Evans's uh analysis, right? Because the right. fact is that they took him to be an impact player and a foundational piece. And he's, you know, I, you know, and Evans, I don't want to hate go, let the hate go too far on Evans. Like he is not, I don't think he's a, a very good player, um, but he's not a total disaster. He's a guy that's come in and he started a lot of football games, uh, started a lot of football games for the Titans. And he's made, he's made some plays. And they may uh, have asked him to do too much this last year and a half. True. I mean, true. and and that could be different with a better defense around Rashawn Evans. We see good Rashawn Evans again. Maybe, yeah, and, and that's the hope, right? I mean, the the ideal situation is that he comes back and he has a really good season, and you know, which has been the tradition of all these uh, guys that the Titans have not picked up their fifth year option on. Uh, Jack Conklin, Corey Davis, they both had career years after that, uh, and the guy that they did pick up their fifth year option on, Adoree Jackson, had his worst year of his career uh, after it being picked up. So maybe the fact that they didn't pick up Rashawn Evans fifth year option turns out to be a, a career year for him. And then they're left with a similar situation of trying to see if they let him walk and let Monty Rice be the guy, or they try to bring him back and, you know, I don't, I don't know, do something else with Monty Rice. But um, yeah, you know, if, if Rashawn Evans was a third round pick, I do think we'd view him differently though. And, and maybe that'll be the prism that we see Rice through in, in two or three years. Snap count percent prediction. For defense, uh, not special teams. I'm going to say less than 20% for defense. Okay. All right. That will do it for us tomorrow. We will, On Thursday, we get into Elijah Molden and Des Fitzpatrick. My name is Zach Lynch. You can follow me on Twitter at FWordsPod. That's been Mike Herndon. You can follow him at Mike Miracles. We both work for BroadwaySportsMedia.com. This has been the Monty Rice Draft Profile Pod, brought to you by, sponsored by Football and Other F-Words. You have just been mini F. Broadway Sports Media Production.